Hello, and welcome to the final episode of Set Lessing Bruce for Music Talk Week. It has been a great uh, joy to revisit the Tea Time with Terry episodes that I was able to do with Terry Smith. Uh, for the last episode, we have our discussion with Kevin Clement. Uh, Kevin is from Louisiana. He had heard the episode, heard the show, and emailed us and said, Hey, you're always asking for guests. I'd like to do this. So he was kind of our first guest from the wild, um, which thrilled Terry and I both. Um, and then Kevin ended up telling us some beautiful stories. So uh, we're excited to reshare this episode. I, I hope if you haven't heard it, you will please listen to Kevin's uh, very touching stories. And if you have heard it, it's worth revisiting. I'll get back to you after the episode uh, for some closing thoughts. Thanks. I can see myself. It's a golden sunrise, young boy. Open up your eyes. It's supposed to be your day. Now off you go, horizon bound. You won't stop until you found your own kind of way. And the wind will whip your tousled hair, the sun, the rain, the sweet despair, brave tales of love and strife. And somewhere on your path to glory, you will write your story of a life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I'm your host, Jesse Jackson, but today we're not talking Bruce, maybe, but we are doing a Tea Time with Terry episode. That's right, the uh, fastest growing podcast in the Southgate Media Network, everyone's soon-to-be favorite show with my good friend and co-host, Terry Smith. How are you doing, Terry? Uh, well, after that intro, I'm I'm brilliant. <laughs> I, I love being the fastest growing podcast. I'm just going to keep that bit. All right, very nice. <laughs> well, and, great, thank you. Good. And today we have, I just said this before I hit record, this is our first Tea Time with Terry in the wild guest. Um, at the end of every episode, um, I always ask for people to reach out to us if they want to tell their story or to share. And Kevin actually emailed and said, I think I'd like to do tea time with Terry. So, Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So, yeah, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, so I was um, originally born in a little town called Thibodeau, Louisiana. and uh, But we moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana when I was about three years old. So I've gr I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And um, lived in South Louisiana my entire life. So I am originally, my grandparents owned a dairy farm in Rose Pine, Louisiana. Uh, I was oh, born yeah. in, I'm I was, with it. yeah, and uh, I um, spent a lot of my time till I moved to Dallas in Lake Charles, Louisiana. So I'm very familiar with mm -hmm. Baton Rouge and Thibodeau. And uh, oh, yeah. so, yeah, good job. Um, so what about, um, why did you think this would be fun to do? I was just listening to the original uh, Tea Time for Terry that y'all had done together and uh, just thought that it would be really fun to kind of uh, chime in with some of my songs and, and uh, comments and all that. Uh, that sounds perfect. That's exactly what the hope was. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, Kevin, before we get started, um, there... You always have to assume that this may be someone's first podcast. So, Terry, if you don't mind, tell us the premise behind Tea Time with Terry. Sure. Um, so this came about um, probably 18 months ago when uh, I was fortunate, uh, fortunate enough to stop work, so I retired. Um, had a bit more time on my hand, and music's always been a passion. That hi-fi, so hi-fi equipment, 
has always been a passion. And over the years, I've had friends who've been around, you know, drinks and watch a game and dinner. And we'd sneak off and sort of listen to 10 minutes of music. And a number of people said, wouldn't it be, be great to just get an evening where we can really listen to stuff and hear this hi-fi at its best and everything. So I, that's what I started doing. Um, every Typically, they're on Tuesdays. Every couple of weeks, I'd just have a friend around. Um, we'd listen to some music. I'd cook some food. We'd have a few drinks. Um, and that was great. But after about three or four, I realized that what was happening in these evenings was I was basically playing 45 to 60 seconds of a track. I loved shouting because I was playing it very loud. Doesn't that sound great? And then playing something else I loved. So uh, I realized I probably needed to come up with a format that allowed my guests to listen to some of their music. Um, and I came up with this thing of just choose your favorite song um, from each decade. And actually, it was for me originally, it was from the 60s, uh, one of Jesse's added values is um, to say a song from every decade in your life, which I think is really you know, crisp. Um, and then people would send me their playlist. We'd turn up. I'd have that ready for them. Uh, and it meant that they got to listen to some of their music. Um, and in my head, when I was, you know, my guidance to people was. This doesn't have to be your favorite album. It doesn't have to be your favorite artist. It just, it should be something that says to you, this is the 80s or this is the noughties or whatever. One of the things that's been fascinating about this then becoming a podcast is how people sort of play with that format and add value to it and change it. Jesse was the first one to do that. So um, I'm genuinely excited. Uh, Kevin, as Jesse says, you are our first, our first sort of real non-arranged guest um, to see how you've approached it and, what, and particularly what you've chosen. One of the things I love about doing the podcast is I don't actually know what people's songs are, whereas when I used to do the, the face-to-face thing, I had the playlist. So uh, that's the premise and and really excited to have you here. Yes, I agree. Um, it is um, – when I explain this to people, I always – they. They ask other questions. They're like, well, what kind of songs? And I go, that's the beauty of this. Um, the only guideline is if you were born in 68, you would get a 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, and 2010s. That's it. Pick whatever you want. And uh, so that is gives you a lot of freedom, which can be daunting or kind of exciting. So, Kevin, uh, do you have some just before we get to your first song, do you have some how did do you have some general guidelines of how you decided to uh, pick your songs? Uh, what I kind of went by was I, I kind of went by what y'all did. I did a little bit from what you did, Jeff, and you go from my life and, and chose from that. And then I also chose some of just songs that I really like. Okay. Um, so, so, so I kind of did kind of a, a, a you know, kind of combination. <laughs> okay, perfect. Cool. All right. So, um, what year were you born, and what's our first decade? And I was born in 1973. Okay. So, uh, 19, 1970s would be our first decade. Okay. And your and, first uh, song. Okay, well, to build up to it first, I'll let y'all know. Um, (laughs) I I grew up in a house that was, um, we listened to a lot of country music and pop and that sort of thing, like um, Elvis Presley, Marty Robbins, Patsy Cline. Uh, That was, you know, pretty much regular in my house, that type of music. So, um one, I'm going to interrupt you there just to share that you, it sounds like you and I were similar. I can remember yeah. the album cover or Marty Robbins uh, with him mm-hmm. dressed up like a gunfighter, you know, and, yep. and battle. Yeah, so I, it sounds like we had a lot of similarities. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, okay. So, the go to buy song. This was one, uh, and to put it into the times, um, this was a song we had on an eight track. Love it. um, It it was a uh, various artist album, and it had all kind of different stuff on it. It had everything from um, 
convoy to um, smoking in the boys' room, Brownville oh, Station. Wow. wow. It, it, it had, I, I don't even know what the premise was for putting this uh, our, this album together, but it was very uh, varied. But the one song that I did choose from it, and this was kind of the song everybody in the family loved. With, and I remember very uh, distinctly that we had this eight track on and this song was playing and me and my brother and my sister were jumping up and down on the bed and dancing and having a great old time. So uh, the song I chose was uh, Bad Bad Leroy Brown by Jim Kirchie. song i love jim croce and i can just see that because what a great sing-along song what a great you know i mm -hmm. can just see you and your siblings just being crazy in your pajamas laughing and joking about that that is awesome oh yeah you know, it's and it was just always whenever that song came on it was just one that we just you know everybody in the family loved it and we, we loved jim croce but especially that song for some reason that was Kind of the song our family adopted, I guess. Do you know, there's so there's so much in there, Kevin. Because um, I mean, first of all, let me say, and I mean this affectionately and genuinely. You know, when I hear the words Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I still get excited because growing up in England, you know, that just sounded like the most far away place you could imagine. Um, and I, and, I, and I'm, <laughs> And I'm also thinking, you know, I said I was a hi-fi buff. I mean, I have got 78s. So I've got 45s. So I've still got a the first serious cassette machine I bought up in my loft. The only format I never had was 8-track. And I now feel desperately nostalgic about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and yeah, I might yeah. even... I might even be sad enough to just buy some so that I could say I've got some. <laughs> yeah, we we had all the 70s things. We had the Grease soundtrack. We had uh, the Statler Brothers. We had uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors. It was kind of, you know. The other thing it sparked for me was you said, you know, there was this, this um, compilation. So, mm -hmm. and by the way, Convoy is the CB radio song, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. It is. yeah. Um, but it's funny because, again, I think this is a UK thing, but there's there's been for years a series that we used to sell like 10 million copies, and it was called Now That's What I Call Music. And basically, yeah. it was it was the hit songs of the last month. Right. Um, and recently, mm -hmm. I got into the car. And there was a CD, and we don't buy many CDs. And it was now that's what I call music 100. And my wife had bought it. Oh, how <laughs> she, fun! She'd been out shopping, and it was like, and she hasn't bought music. I, know, I buy all them, but she hasn't bought any music for years. But it was like, I have to buy that one. Um, and you think back, I mean, some of those compilations were just brilliant. Um, you know, and that's that's how I got into music. I think. Four of the first six albums I bought were like um, there was an island com uh, compilation called LP with a picture of a P on the front of it, um, you know. But that was that that was how you got into music at the time. So brilliant choice and Jim Croce, just great. It's oh, great. absolutely, and it's yeah. such a fun song. Um, I I love the idea. You know, in the seventies, it was such a diverse amount of music on the radio. By the way, I still have, and it gets pulled out, that's what you call music, Christmas 
collection one of the first ones they had because right. it was such a diverse song selection. So absolutely, but that was the beauty of it is that it was incredibly diverse. You get yeah. all sorts of absolutely. And by the way, I still have somewhere. I don't have all the eight tracks I owned. Um, Elton John's Greatest Hits was the first eight track I bought with my own money. But I do have Beach Boys Endless Summer eight track, which was the first Beach Boy uh, thing I bought. Fell in love with them because of that. And I have it in a box somewhere. I was like, nope, I can't throw this one away. (laughs) There's no way to play it, but I can keep it. You're off to a great start, Kevin. What's... uh, Let's move to the 80s. What do you got? Okay. Well, in the 80s, uh, uh, that's when I started. You know, I was listening mostly to my parents' music when I was younger. And then my sister, who's seven years older than me, started getting into what got like the uh, album-oriented rock and all of us, like uh, the corporate rock, like Foreigner and Journey and Argus Wagon and those sort of things. So I, you know, started listening to that with her and all. And in the 80s, is when I started to get my own musical taste and started kind of branching off. And uh, one of the big ones I had, I, was, I think I was in middle school, 1986, 1987, somewhere in there, MTV came up with um, a show on Friday evenings called 120 Minutes. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that or not. But they had a lot of alternative music uh, things because Living in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, this was the type of music that you didn't get to hear. You didn't hear it on the radio. You didn't hear it from friends or anything. It was This was like all brand new stuff to me. And this was like U2, The Cure, uh, Susie and the Banshee, all kind of different bands. Uh, Jesus and the Mary Chain, I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Yeah. They were all, and this was all brand new to me and it was just you know and this was something that i could really call my own and i really enjoyed this type of music and um even like you know the depeche mode and joy division some of the, the more you know um more of that type of music um i, really I think enjoyed. i think everyone so far has been british keep going yeah <laughs> <laughs> I really fell in love with the British music, I'm telling you, um, big time. But uh, actually, the, the song I, cho- I chose was actually not is not a British band. It was, it was one of the first videos that I remember seeing on 120 Minutes. And it is one of the bands that I really uh, love. I really have a hard time saying that a band or an artist is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm... If you know the uh, character Dory from the uh, Finding Nemo and Finding Dory movies, yes. the Disney movies, I'm Dory when it okay. comes to music. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is a great artist. I need to check. Oh, wait a second. Here's another artist. I need to go check this. <laughs> I, so I, that is one of the best descriptions I've is. heard because that's so <laughs> perfect. Yes. Um, there's so there's so many artists that I enjoy that I I would hate to say oh well this one's my favorite yeah you know I, I'm like I'm like these are a bunch that I really really enjoy but you know and some I may like more than others but uh, you know to go and say oh well this is my favorite band of all time I just can't do it but uh, yeah I just have that uh, thing and I, I worked at a record store. Um, for about eight or nine years, I think, and mm-hmm. that really fed into it. <laughs> oh, I bet. I was, just, I was just buying albums everywhere, you know. It was just crazy. So but, bef- uh, before you give us our song, I just have to comment. This is a theme that I see often in Set Lusting Bruce when – because, you know, I usually start about background, and siblings play a big mm-hmm. part, either yeah. – You are the older one, and you're an influence to your younger siblings, or you are a younger sibling, and you either are influenced either positive or negatively, like, oh, I don't want to be like my older brother. I find my own music, or they influence it. And so I I, I smile that you're talking about this, and 
I also love this story, the idea that you do find your own music. It's yep. it's a very safe mm-hmm. way to rebel from your family. And and I at least I personally as I got older I moved back to loving the music that my parents listened to. One, because I realized it was good music and two, it helped me remember them. But yes, yeah. I, I love that part of rebellion and growing up is finding your own voice and your own music. So beautiful story. I I, I appreciate and, that so much. And I had exactly the same reaction, Jesse, because um, my I had two older brothers and they were seven and eight years older than me. So when you said Kevin, you know, sister seven years old, older, and that phrase of finding your own music, I remember. I mean, it's it's interesting that I think you said 1987, so you'd be like 14. Um, and I think yeah. that's that that's exactly the same age when uh, when I started buying music. I also loved your phrase of corporate rock for REO Speedwagon and those guys, which I've never <laughs> heard before, but it's perfect. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah, and that's what it, and and, it, and I really still enjoy some of that music. Yeah. I, I haven't totally gone away from it i still enjoy it from time to time but it's not you know not not on the forefront of what i usually listen to in music right nowadays absolutely so go, so go on tell us what you chose because after you two the cure Susie, jesus and the mary chain and depeche mode i'm fascinated <laughs> yes <laughs> all right so the, the song i chose was actually uh from rem is a band from uh, Athens, Georgia. Oh yes, and uh, and the song is uh, "Fall on Me." Wow, and, uh, great Life, choice from, mm-hmm. from the yeah from uh, Life Rich Pageant album that was uh, 1986. But it's yeah, fascinating. It was, it's fascinating to me that it was it was MTV and video that got you into it because you know being yeah. that bit older, I was certainly so. What in '86? How old was I? Twenty-nine. So I was definitely the view of uh, MTV was for the kids. It wasn't for me. Um, yeah. And you probably noticed on these podcasts, I do pompous really well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and. You know, if you if you if you look at how much great music came out of that period and 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 the importance of video, but yeah, I didn't I didn't discover REM until Out of Time and ninety one and and then and you've mentioned it and it's come up on other podcasts. Um, I'm trying to think, Steve Routledge, we were talking to Jesse when there's that thing that you discovered an artist and then it's like I've now got to go. And by everything they've ever done, you know, yeah. and you just you just binge on it. Um, the great thing yeah. today, of course, is you can do that by streaming rather than actually having to go out and buy every CD or album. But uh, I think um, yeah. I, th- I think that list of bands you gave, it, it's okay to leave them off and go with REM because I do I do think <laughs> one of the greatest bands ever. And as always, there's got to be a Springsteen link and. I was lucky enough to be in Cleveland on the Vote for Change tour when REM, okay. suppo- REM supported Bruce 
Um, and two very quick stories. One, Bruce introduced REM to the stage and they, and they came up and um, Michael Stipe made a comment about supporting. And Bruce is walking off and he came back and he said, I'd support you. And Michael Stein looked at him and he said, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is they, they did a version of Man on the Moon, which you can get on down the bootleg sort of thing. Um, and they did, okay. they did it as a duet and Michael Stipe forgot the lyrics. And it's just one of those magic moments where, of course, he's, he's never sung it as a duet. Right. <laughs> and he literally just stood in front of 20,000 people and did the help me. I forgot. Oh uh, yes, I, I have heard that. It's great choice. I I laughed because I felt similar in the seventies, um, the midnight specials that would be oh, yeah. on NBC. You know, like it's starting at midnight. I remember those. Yeah, Friday night videos. If you didn't have MTV, you know the different things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wonderful, wonderful choice. All right, so we're moving on to the 90s. Okay. The 90s is where it starts getting a little sad. So, um, 1991 was the year that I graduated from high school. Uh, But it was also the year that I was diagnosed with cancer. Oh. And I was diagnosed with what's called uh, testicular cancer, which is not something that a lot of people talk about. No. But it's something, if you, if you have any uh, listeners who are uh, male between the ages of 18 and 35, make sure you check yourself out. Yeah. Yes. Just to let you know. But this was 1991. Uh, cancer treatment is not how it is today. It was, um, uh, we did have chemotherapy, but it was, you, you went into the hospital and stayed uh, normally for anywhere from six to eight days and they just blasted me with round after round of chemo mm. and I would sit there sit there for a week did this three times um, wow. between August and August and October of 1991 music is where I really uh, got my solace I put the headphones on and I just listened to all kind of music my friends would give me you know they would and, you know, that's when we had the Walkmans on cassette. Mm. And uh, my friends would, would put all kind of albums on, uh, you know, uh, burn them on the cassettes and and um, record them on the cassettes and then give them to me. And I listened to all kind of different music. And, and that was really something that really helped me get through it. You know, it was a, it was a very difficult time. Um, also, I had... And uh, in that sense, I also had two surgeries. Mm. And um, this is where the song comes in. I remember being in the ICU after the surgery was done. We go back to MTV. I had uh, MTV on the the television. At that time, overnight, between like midnight and 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, they played the same video over and over and over, like relentlessly. It was like the same 10, ten videos yep. every hour. And the one song that I remember to this day, and the, the video as well, is uh, Mysterious Ways by YouTube.
that song played like uh, I heard it like every hour, and, and I'm sure the uh, the nurses at the hospital were not very happy with me because they had to hear the thing over and over again. But uh, but it was something that that just re- it brought me solace. It helped to to kind of calm me down and and you know kind of go somewhere else. You know, not think about what's going on in real life. Just kind of go into the music and just enjoy it. And um, hearing that song over and over again, it just kind of got burned into my memory. And it's it's, it's still one of my favorite songs to this day. So um, as well, you know, one of my favorite bands, you too. <laughs> well, first off, thank you. And I, I, I hope it, it appears you're okay now, right? Yeah, uh, December 2nd will be 27 years I've been in remission. Wow, that's, well, as you probably know, if you've listened to the show, I had mm-hmm. colon cancer, and yeah. life has changed a lot from when you had it to when I had it. I drove myself to chemotherapy. My wife offered each time, but after the first time, you know, I just went by myself, did exactly what you did except this time it's, you know, my phone with headsets on, mm-hmm. playing music while they pump poison into yeah. your bloodstream. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I was able to walk, you know, drive myself home and actually worked, mm-hmm. went back to work. So it is, mm-hmm. uh, wow. I, yeah, by Friday I was pretty I was pretty crappy <laughs> and my coworkers oh, yeah. would go, <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, I would always get, uh, Wednesdays would be chemo. And then by Friday at noon, you just, I'm out. And, um, yeah. and, and they'd I say, you're, that. you're feeling it. Um, and I just love the story that music is such a healing force and a, it is a, it is a time machine that can or, or you know a, it takes you away and i i will never hear that u2 song again without thinking of you kevin and your strength so this is a beautiful story and a beautiful selection thank you so much yeah, absolutely and um i mean it's it's interesting you saying obviously about testicular cancer kevin which you you obviously know because it happened but it's it's only relatively recently that i discovered that it's a it's effectively a young man's disease um which i i i didn't know you know that said uh because i i i had a, a minor scare 10 years ago and actually there was there was nothing but that was when the doctor said I, it's one of those sort of backhanded compliments that says, actually, at your age, you're probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, I see, I'm not young enough to get this disease. Um, but in all seriousness, you know, it's, it's. I think it's something that still needs uh, a lot of a lot of education around it. Um, going back to the music, I mean, and the answer to this question might just be no, but obviously, in that sort of what, I can only imagine how what trying time, but you'd listen to a lot of things. What was it about that one? Can you put your finger on what, what it was about that one song that resonated so much that you know, here you are, what almost thirty years yeah. later saying, when I look at that period, this is this is the song I would choose. Um, it was just being in uh, being in the ICU and you had you know, nurses coming in all the time to check on you and, and uh, you know, just trying, you know, in a lot of pain, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, and there was just something about, the, um, I guess, just the beginning of that song, just the way it starts with that guitar riff. It's yep. very different from anything that you've ever heard. And every time it came on, it just drew me in. I, I guess that's what it is. is that, that that song helped kind of draw me in and out of that situation more than any, any of the other songs I'm guessing. That's a great description. Yeah, Thank that you. is a great. Yeah, great. perfect. So it was, uh, yeah, just that that uh, that was just something about that guitar that was just different from anything you had ever heard before. You know, it's like, oh, okay. yeah, and it's uh, it's 
a sort of light, lighter music thing is, you know, Bono is one of those people that I vacillate on from living in the Guinea's great to thinking he's a complete pain in the butt. Um, and, in, and, in, and, in, and in fact, I can't remember the song where he basically says the same. And, you know, one of my favorite interviews was when he turned around, he said, well, it depends which Bono turns up. Um, but, you know, whatever you think of, of him, um, I think, you know, the other three members of U2 are still massively underrated because if you listen to them as a live band, I mean, they are they are stunning musicians. And, you know, what the edge what the edge has done as a guitarist. And, yeah, you can argue it's foot pedals and everything. But do you know what? Uh there's there's stuff there's stuff he plays that I'm with you. It takes you to a different place. Yeah, absolutely. I always um, every year at the Super Bowl, you know, they start talking about you know greatest halftime shows, and of course, on my circle of friends, being you know because of the show, everyone picks Bruce Springsteen, which was fabulous. But I always go back to I don't know. You two might have something to say about that. Right after 9/11, the beauty yeah. of that show, um, Prince in the Rain. I was going to say Prince would be my other choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so absolutely, yeah. Um, excellent choice, um, and and such. Once again, this is the beauty of this format: is it gives you a chance to be very personal if you choose to. So thank you, Kevin. All right, we got the odds. The odds. Okay, this is where I kind of go off of the personal and kind of go more into my musical choices. Then the uh, odds in the 2010s, you know, the last 18 years, I've been more in, I've listened to a lot of different music, but um, most of the music I've been drawn to is what they now call Americana music. Yes. Which is kind of that country rock and R&B kind of all mixed and swirled together. And, um, really enjoyed you know a lot of that music I, I you know started getting into it in the 90s when i was working at the record stores and i was started you know getting into uh, a lot of different stuff well and kevin to interrupt you but it kind of is a combination of you know your parents music and yours combining i i agree i yeah. love yeah. americana jason isbel and and just so many other people so yes absolutely yeah and going into that that is actually the one that i chose for the office uh jason jason isbel and the 400 unit and uh the song is uh cigarettes and wine that's also it's, their uh self-titled album also uh, it was 2009 It's just a great series of selections. <laughs> <laughs> it is. This is. I love the diversity. I, I am, love. Yeah. So I, I, I am. A, I'm of a view, Kevin, that Jason Isbell is the best writer that's around yeah. at the moment. It, uh, I, I got to uh, see him actually live before I purchased this album, and um, and it, this song just really captivated me. It's a really beautiful song, kind of sad, but. Uh, 
is one of my favorite songs from him, and uh, I just really enjoy it. So. Well, I I, I, um, I don't have many. I mean, we, we enjoyed our time. In, we had seven years in Seattle, you may have heard on uh, earlier podcasts. Um, we're delighted to be back in Scotland, and we have very few regrets, but probably my biggest is that we moved back at the end of July, and I had tickets on September the 7th to see Jason Isbell in Seattle, supported by somebody else I love called Frank Turner. Um, mm, and oh, that, wow. that is actually the second time I've had tickets to see Jason Isbell and not been able to go. So I've never seen him live. But um, so I mm. won if you saw him that early. Um, but uh, yeah. two, I'm really quite jealous, but a great choice. Great choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. I always enjoyed uh, drive-by truckers. I did yep. like them, but they were never really fully, you know, one that I really, really got into. But when Jason Isbell went solo and he started doing his stuff, it really just something about his music just really captivated me. It just caught me. I'm like, okay, this is good stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I think he's just, yeah he's found his own voice. Um, my one of my best friends was a huge drive-by trucker fan and then has since continued to be a fan of jason and um his latest one um sam was talking about how wonderful it was and in fact offered me the the nashville one hey like look if you will buy it i will if you don't like it i will give you your money back and i'm like no 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 i mean if you you tell me it's that good i'm gonna listen to it and it has been fabulous it was just um such a great selection and I, I think this is a brilliant choice so well done yeah. I mean, it, it, it's interesting Jesse because you say about the drive-by truckers um, and your friends doing the CDs I worked with a lovely lovely man who uh, I know does actually listen to some of these podcasts but a guy called Brian Painting um, and about 10 years ago he just he came up to my desk at work and he said have you got a second that's it and he gave me the CD and it was a drive-by truckers album. And he said, I've never done this to you, but you have to listen to this. You will love it. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. And, and he was right. And given we're sort of trading personal stories, if you go and listen to, they did an album a few years ago called English Oceans. Um, and the final track of that is a track called Grand Canyon, which is actually about a friend of theirs that passed away. And that came out same time that I lost my brother and when I listen to Grand Canyon that's my brother Owen oh. uh, go and go and listen to the track and you'll and by the way it's and I'm a big fan of sad songs that leave you positive yeah and that's one of those yeah. and when they do it live mm-hmm. it's for about 40 minutes but it's a great track but uh, I can only imagine what it must have been like seeing the drive-by truckers when Jason Isbell was in it <laughs> you know but he was what about 27 but, when he left for God's sake I mean it's, yeah he's just yeah. so talented he, he, he had some issues of his own he had to take care of unfortunately but uh, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, that, I, unfortunately I did not get to see him with the drive-by truckers but uh, I did get to see him solo and uh, very early in his solo career so nice all right, well, Ben, I am now cannot wait to hear your last choice. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is one that's kind of along the same lines. It's um, a band called uh, Blitz and Trapper. Ah. I, I, I believe they're from Oregon or somewhere in that area. I can't remember, but... Um, they uh, have some really good music that I, I enjoy. They're very good storytelling type songs and very beautiful music. The song I chose is uh, Cadillac Road. It's from the album All Across This Land. It was uh, 2015. I'm 
song that I, I constantly go back to. It's just a, a real kind of haunting kind of song. It's real, it, it's kind of not really upbeat. It's kind of mid tempo, but it's it, it's a really nice song. Um, and uh, and what was the title of, again, Kevin? Uh, the song is called Cadillac Road. Cadillac Road. Yeah, I am not familiar with this one, but I know now I what I will be checking on later today. Uh, I just Googled it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing exactly this. So Blitz and, Blitz and Trapper is it's one of those bands because it's, it's interesting you say about Americana. In the UK, there's a magazine still going. It's called Uncut. Um, but the, uh, the editor of that, a guy called Alan Jones, who suddenly passed away about six months ago, um, but he was probably responsible for Americana and that magazine taking off in the UK. So, you know, when um, Ryan Adams' first solo album, Heartbreaker, that was their yeah. album of the year and all of that. So Blitz and Trapper is one of those names that I recognize, but I genuinely never listened to them. So um, on the yeah. basis of all of your previous suggestions, like Jesse, I'll be <laughs> getting yes, onto exactly. Spotify when we've finished and having a listen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I would def- I would I would definitely go back and listen to Fur. That's uh, one of their that's I think their third or fourth album. But that's one that where they really I think they started to find their sound that was really good. And uh, this album they have uh, all across this land. The one I chose that one from that one's a really great album. It's a perfect album just to throw on uh, when you're on a long road trip. Mm. It's it, 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 a great, a great road trip song, a road trip album, and a great road trip music. Oh, that's really, yeah. And there you're right, they are from they're from Portland, so given I had seven years in well, Seattle, I, I, really, I really should have listened to them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man, I can't wait really? to hear that. Um, well, Kevin, I got to tell you, from our first person that kind of volunteered, you've set a high bar. This was great. <laughs> Seriously, I'm oh, actually I'm, so much, I'm, I'm sat here quite emotional, genuinely. Um, I mean, when Jesse was good enough to encourage me to start doing this, this is exactly what I was hoping for. But, and that's with all due respect to the other ones we've done. But, you know, the fact that we've never met, you made that connection, uh, fantastic set of music you've chosen, some stuff at the end I haven't heard, and thank you for sharing you know, some personal insights because um, we all are very, no, that's really good very much. No, 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 that was great. Um, so, um, any final thoughts you want to share, Kevin, before we start wrapping yeah, one it thing, up? One thing I did want to go back to since, you know, this is a Bruce Springsteen podcast. Um, I was introduced to Bruce Springsteen by my sister. She uh, got born in the USA on cassette. And um, I kind of wore that one out in the uh, 80s. And then she actually bought the uh, 75 to 85 live album. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried, and I tried, I tried listening to that, but as a 10 year old, I, I don't think I could really get into it. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, and then I said, I kind of got into some other music, so I kind of forgot about Bruce. But, um, but, uh, Recently, the last few years, I've been getting back into Bruce, and uh, one of the uh, ones that got me in there was um, another past podcast that I know that you know, um, uh, Jim Lanahan and Patrick Foster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they did on their first podcast, not the one that they have now. They yeah. did um, an anniversary of um, it's the double album from Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Devils and Dust. Or oh, The River. Was it? Oh, the double album, did you say? Yeah, yeah it's the double river. Album. Yeah, the, yeah. It's the river. That, that was one. And, and I went back and I purchased that album. And since then, I've gone back and I've gotten uh, Nebraska, both uh, born albums. Uh, yeah. I've um, pretty much stayed in the, the 70s and 80s. I haven't traveled further than that yet. But, uh, yeah, but I did uh, go back and borrow my sister's albums, the 75 to 85 live album. Oh, how fun. And, uh, 
and I've been listening to those now, you know, as a, a man in his 40s and really getting into it. <laughs> so, it's really, you know, I, I, I understand it more. I think when I was younger, I didn't quite understand what was going on. But now, as an older man, I, I understand more of, of what's going on and, and really can appreciate what Bruce is doing and his brilliance. Because he, he really is, I mean, awesome with his lyrics and music and everything. He's really good. So, uh, so Kevin, in in return for the Blitz and Trapper recommendation, if you love Uh, Nebraska, you love Nebraska, and I'm not surprised given the other stuff, there is a much overlooked covers version of that called, it's called Badlands, a tribute to Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska. Um, And it does, it does the whole album, uh, you then actually got Downbound Train and Wages of Sin at the end. Uh, you've got okay. Johnny Cash doing I'm on Fire. There is, I think, the best version of Highway Patrolman by someone called Dar Williams, but it's very, you've got Los Lobos on there doing Johnny 99. Um, oh, wow. It's, it's very Americana, but mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. you'll love it. And it's also, oh, some, yeah. I, I tend to give it to friends who either don't like Bruce or don't like Nebraska. And then it's like, hey, just listen to the quality of those songs. Um, so have a listen to that and let me know what you think. But I think you'll love it. Absolutely. And then oh, in case – I don't know if you've heard Dead Men's Town, a tribute to Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Uh, but no, it I is um, it It is worth um, – Jason Isbell and Amanda Shires does Born in the USA – um, okay. They have Quaker City Nighthawks, Working on the Highway by Blitz and Trapper. Um, okay. No What's Surrender. Huh? I am not, I'm not embarrassed to admit this. I had never heard of that. What's it called? Okay. It is called a um, – it is Dead Man's Town, a tribute okay. to Springsteen's Born in the USA. Uh, the premise was they said that because um, – Born in the USA was such a album of the 80s. Um, they reached out to um, artists like Justin Towns Earl, Holly Williams, and um, other people. And they did the album all with kind of more of an Americana, just stripped down version. And um, it is a brilliant CD. Uh, because all these artists kind of took it their own um, and kind of, you know, Dancing in the Dark is such a pop song, but when you strip it down, it actually is, there's a lot of things in there that they're talking about. So, oh, um, yeah, both of you guys should check that out. Um, it's oh, well, I, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the afternoon, that is, <laughs> listen, listening to Brits and Trapper and uh, yes. listening to Dead Man's Band. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you, um, Kevin. This is perfect. Um, any final thoughts you want to share, Terry, before I do our closing business? No, Kevin, and forgive me, this is very rude of me, but remind me where you live in the U.S.? It's uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So it, you're still in Baton Rouge. So, um, yeah. The, the, the reason for that is the only other regret I have about coming back from Seattle is that we never, my wife and I never got to do the Nashville, Memphis, New Orleans. We've been to New Orleans, but we've never done the sort of southern tour. So just be warned that we will be doing that and I may be popping in to see you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be lovely. Oh, I think that would be perfect. You are more than welcome. I can definitely help you out with a tour of South Louisiana. That would be no problem. And seriously, right. <laughs> an absolute delight, sir. Really by the way, the Kevin, um, I am making a pot of gumbo because it's cold here in Dallas, and we're going to have that for the Cowboy yeah. game. So uh, yes, that's going to be exciting. Um, well, if you want to join us and share your musical journey uh, with a song from each decade, let us know. You can reach out at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can tweet me at jesse jackson dfw uh you can find us on our facebook page set listening bruce um if you don't want to do your songs but you just want to share your springsteen story we'd love to hear from you uh kevin are you on any social media 
Uh, yes, yes. I'm on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, yeah, Facebook and Twitter pretty much. What's your Twitter handle? It's actually the Cajun Music Man. So it's D A then Cajun Music Man, all all one word. Perfect. Good. <laughs> and uh, Terry. And I'm on Twitter at Terry Scrabble. And uh, you can email me on terrysmi at hotmail.com. Perfect. Um, thank you, Kevin, for sharing. Um, what we may do is, um, after you check out a couple of uh, these other albums, may have to have you join me on just a regular Set Listing Bruce episode, and we can mm -hmm. um, kind of talk about your Springsteen journey, how you rediscovered him. Okay. That would be a lot of fun. Okay. And yeah, Terry, fun, as yeah. always, your this your premise continues to um, inspire me and make me uh, entertained, and I'm so happy we're doing this. No, so, me too. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you, Kevin. Yeah. So, listeners, oh, thank you all very much. We'll talk to you soon. And there you go, the final episode of Music Talks for Set Lusting Bruce. No. I don't like how I, that sounded. Let's try again. And there you go. This is the final Music Talks. Um, this is the final episode for Music Talks Week here on Set Listening Bruce. But the fun continues on Terry Smith's Music Talks podcast. Uh, you should go subscribe to that. You can find it anywhere where you get your podcast. Do a search for Music Talks with Terry Smith. You can reach out to him at musictalkspod at outlook.com. On Twitter, he is at musictalkspod. His website is musictalkspod.buzzsprout.com. Um, he would love to hear from you. Um, he is always looking for guests, as I am. So join him. Tell your story of a life. Um, as far as me, I continue to be... Um, I will continue to do Set Lusting Bruce. We have a lot more episodes on the way, including next week, the Dutch Courtney Cox. So I'll leave that as a tease there. If you want to reach me, I'm at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is at Set Lusting Bruce on Twitter. You can email me, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can call me at our brand new voicemail, 469-249-2442. Please go to our Patreon page. Uh, go to Patreon and search for Set Lusting Bruce. You will see um, there are several tiers and with different goals and um, rewards for signing up. And I hope you take a chance, look at it, and see if it's something that interests you. For now, thank you so much for uh, supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting Terry's new podcast. And for now, keep hope alive. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. Set Lessing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 